Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Well, Oz, I don't want a cookie right now. I'm talking on the radio. My goodness. Welcome to the program, folks. I'm your host, Todd Huff. It is good to be here. Email Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. Thoughts, questions, opinions, feedback, adoration, and praise. Got lots that I want to get to today. Um, I want to start, though... With this authoritarian, Bill de Blasio. Did you see this? I mean, I'm sure you did. You saw yesterday. He's going to, I I guess, basically save New Yorkers from from COVID. Um, I guess this is just what we're supposed to believe when the elites are in uh, in charge. And I I think, too, that we need to start using the term authoritarian. I've called... Um, you know, de Blasio, probably a communist at one point, at, at some point. I don't think that that's uh, too much of an exaggeration. I, a statist, a lover of big government. But, folks, when you get down to it, when you get down to the nitty-gritty, and I know that there's going to be some, um, you know, political science, uh, scientist, technical definition for something but let's not overcomplicate this right my dad has a a phrase that i'm going to co-opt here because i love it i think he's spot on when he says this and please don't misunderstand i'm not bad mouthing education in general although we're we're going to talk a little bit about education today but he has a term and you know you know exactly the type of people that i'm that that this applies to I'm not talking to anyone who has an education. I'm not talking to people who have PhDs or masters or necessarily, maybe. But he had a term that he used, and I think he's spot-on accurate, and the term is overeducated idiots. Over, overeducated idiots. And it's, it's not so much that they're overeducated. It's that they're overprogrammed, and they're – basis their foundation upon which they are building um you know the the brick by brick what that education is building upon is faulty at its core at its foundation and it because of that is not um it's just simply not able to it's not built upon solid ground it is built upon um sinking Sinking sand, if you will. So, we've got that going on um, with Bill de Blasio. But de Blasio says, look, we're going to implement, we're now going to implement in the uh, city of New York. He's somehow still the mayor, that authoritarian mayor in the city of New York. Um, We're going to mandate that all private businesses uh, be you know, have their employees vaccinated. I mean, it's just kind of a carte blanche here. Just 
there's there's no stipulations there's no regulation or or there's plenty of regulation there's no uh any other quantifiers there employee uh, employers of this size or this scope or whatever right it's just private businesses you're gonna get the jab and we're doing this he says i had the soundbite pulled up here that's what i was kind of messing with here a moment ago but i've um I'm going to have to play this after the break. I, I don't – it's not It's not pulling back up here for me. But de Blasio makes this announcement. He's going to get everybody vaccinated because we got to fight back. we got to fight back against this dreaded COVID-19, which, again, I don't have any problems with fighting back against COVID. What I, you know what I have a problem with? I have a problem, first of all, with authoritarians – with authoritarians who want to tell us what is best for us. And I'll tell you how they do this oftentimes. And this is not new here, by the way, throughout the realm of history in the world. Normally, it's not to say to you, this is in your best interest. Where they get you, is, and they get all of us, is where they say, this is for somebody else, right? This is for someone else. Uh, if you care about your neighbor, if you care about your elderly grandparents, if you care about your teachers at school, then you'll get vaccinated. If you don't, what kind of a human being are you? I've heard some horror stories about some of this stuff. Um, some of the things that, I mean, all of us have been told, including including students I won't get into, but um, this is how it's done, right? There's been, I mean, there have been times early on, earlier on, but it's 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 ramping back up, right? It's, it's not going away uh, but i remember early on where people were accused walking down the street and don't have a mask on someone could call you a murderer oh you're a murderer killing people i mean it we have literally lost our collective minds in this country now not you and me and but but you know what i mean the folks who have literally lost every bit of common sense or maybe they didn't have sense to begin with. Maybe they take all of their cues from the media and from the Democrat Party when it's time to panic. Of course, un- ironically, it was time to panic when the government did things under the rule of, say, President Obama growing in scope and magnitude. I would maintain, and this the left would laugh at this, but it's simply because either they truly don't know and understand or because they are so, uh, I guess, hell-bent on blaming Republicans for every problem on planet Earth and giving Democrats, which I want to talk about that. There's a Dana Milbank, the Washington Post, we'll get to this later in the program too, has written an op-ed in the Washington Post actually saying, Oz, I don't know if I've told you this yet. You might want to perk your ears up for this, but did you know, according to Dana Milbank, Biden's coverage in the media is supposedly as bad as what was given to Trump and at times worse. This is news to Oz. It should be news to you as well. It's news to anyone with an independent mind because this is completely ridiculous and absurd. But we'll talk about that as the program comes together. That being said, I there are people that take their cues from the media. It's as though that they've They've entrusted the media and the Democrat Party to interpret everything going on in the world 
they'll just kind of put it on autopilot, live their lives, not follow these things, think about these things uh, critically, think about these things for themselves. Just take their cues. When people start panicking, when people start talking about a new variant of coronavirus or COVID, um, they'll start to then begin to panic along with them. But Omicron is what? it's. I don't know exactly the number uh, variant that has been identified, but there's multiple. I mean, there's 8, 10, 12, something like that. But we only lose our minds, I guess, on this one. I don't know. Maybe it's because Biden is now um, president and he wanted to implement the same strategies that Trump implemented with you know, travel bans, which, of course, Biden called these travel bans racist. Back when Trump did these very same things, they're not racist when a Democrat does them, of course, because the media doesn't throw a fit, doesn't accuse the president of being a racist or um, some sort of fascist, totalitarian. But in reality, again, I've said it before, it's actually much more likely for a for a president or someone with power to abuse that power when he's he or she is treated um, like a celebrity in the media versus when they are questioned and pushed, you know, pushed back against. And so I think with that in being said, and I alluded to this earlier, I think that because of these things, um, we were actually on a much more dangerous trajectory when, say, Obama was president than when President Trump was president. I've always marveled. I've always marveled by how uh, you know the, the things that Trump did, but yet people still say it's he's being a fascist and totalitarian. I mean, do totalitarians uh, defend, say, religious liberty? Do totalitarians cut taxes for <laughs> for their citizens? Do tota- uh, totalitarians do things that remove rules and bureaucratic uh, red tape? Remember, Trump for every new rule that was instituted through the federal government required that two would be eliminated. These are not actions that are taken by a totalitarian. Instead, actions that are taken by a totalitarian are things like what authoritarian Bill de Blasio did today. And I mentioned we're going to talk about education. We're going to talk about education uh, today. And I want to point out a couple of things. I'm going to take a break and then get more into this and then segue into this stupid Dana Milbank editorial about Biden getting worse media coverage than Trump. I mean, you talk about absolutely delusional, blinded by political biases, blinded by the reality of just how terrible the policies of your guy are when they're implemented. I don't know what he's blinded by. Desire, blinded by rage, blinded by hatred for Trump. You could add all sorts of things to this list, but it is nowhere, anywhere, anywhere close to reality, close to something that is rooted in truth and so forth. We'll talk about that later. But I'm going to talk about education between now and that point. And so at one point in time, and I do want to say this before we take the break, and then we'll continue from there. But at one point in time, when American public schools were first created, or just the history of education in this country, or even even outside of the country, but I want to keep it within the, the framework of this great nation. Education was, the, the purpose of education was to teach people 
how to think, not what to think, to give people the tools, to give people information, and yes, even to teach people to read and to read things like the scriptures. Oh, my goodness, the dangers of that sort of stuff. But people were, education was designed to give people, uh, open up the world to them and, and to help people to understand um, some things that they could use in critically thinking and, and using it and applying it to their own lives, their own circumstances. Um, we didn't want education. There's a couple of definitions for education, but one of the words means to bring from within, to bring out what's inside of someone. And so it's not just telling someone a bunch of information so that they can memorize it for the test, right? It's not telling people what to think. It's telling, teaching people how to think, to bring bring out from within that person what God had placed there inside each and every human being, outside of times when there are, you know, obviously problems, and those are exceptions to the rule, when there's an issue that prevents someone from being able to understand or learn. And in a broken world, we have those things. But generally speaking, within all of us is this God-given component blessing gift that is there and we that that helps us to uh to 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 think and to understand and to be critical and to uh use as for discernment and all sorts of things and education tries to pull that out it's not simply too many people think education is just knowing facts well folks i've said we've got I'm holding my smartphone here right now. We've got these smartphones, and we can Google anything, right? And I think that we're a nation that's high on information but low on wisdom. We're a nation that does not understand what the heck to do with all the information that we're given. And in a sense, in a sense, when people think, I don't need to know how to do something. I don't need to know or understand something. I'll just Google it, right? I'll just Google it one day. If there's no framework for context and understanding, um, it's really easy for people, especially when they're putting all their trust in what you know, they can find on Google. Um, and we've, I've personally seen Google abuse this. There are some things you can Google. Test this sometime. Go to DuckDuckGo or some other search engine, and you will find things that you cannot find on Google. And this is this is completely accurate. In fact, there's many times when I'm preparing for this program, and I'll I'll remember I'll remember seeing something or reading something in the past, and I can't find it on Google. And it's something that goes against the narrative of the radical left, which of course these technocrats are all. <laughs> They're in bed with the radical left, my friends. They are. They are the radical left. And so Google and Facebook and Twitter and all these folks, they they are aligned. They're aligned with the status. They like the power. They like the bureaucratic rules that prevent new competitors from coming into the marketplace. Obviously, Google's got a team of attorneys and all sorts of resources and they like regulate the, the market being regulated because that actually helps keep competition down. It's harder for people to enter into that market. And so they like this. They like the power. They like 
um, you know, being able to sit, uh, share a seat at the table with these authoritarians in government, and they get to plan everything out and have, you know, in some cases, if it was left up to the radical left, free reign, free reign over the lives of of our society. The rest of us would not be able to make decisions unless it was approved by the intellectual crowd. But if we if we teach people how to think and combine that with the reality that no one cares more about their own life than they do. No one cares more about your children than you. Doesn't mean other people don't love them, but you care more about them than some bureaucrat or someone from the NEA in Washington, D.C. or whatever. My wife was reading me something that uh, somebody from the NEA had posted about people who don't get vaccinated. Basically, in a sense, sounding like she hopes that people get COVID and die. I mean, I'm oversimplifying, but it was that message is, is tucked within this stupid post. But the point is, education, education is critically important. And we've moved from a nation that has taught people how to think, and we've moved to a nation that appreciates people telling them what to think. And this leads, this leads to our putting faith in people that are corrupt and that misrepresent facts and reality that lead us down a certain path that lead us to walk side by side or to follow the 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 lead of those that are telling us the radical left's most current narrative. And that's where we are today. And there's people that are praising Bill de Blasio for saving the lives, trying to do something, got to do something here. So let's let's take away the liberties and choice of our citizens even though it's completely illogical, completely illogical, given what we know with vaccines, uh, to force vaccines on people. Again, I'm reading this book by uh, Scott Atlas I referenced earlier in the week. I'm not super far into this. It's called A Plague Upon Our House. You might want to check it out. But he talks about some of these problems, and he talks about how the dissenting voice or even the questioning voice amongst scientists was silenced or non-existent because people all fell in line with this narrative that we were going to shut down the economy, lock people in their homes effectively other than essential business like going to the grocery store and so forth, tell people that not to worry about working, their wages will be provided for them by the federal government, which nothing's provided by the federal government, by the way. It's all provided by taxpayers, current or future taxpayers, when we borrow from our children's 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 children and go into bazillion dollars of debt, nothing is paid for by the government, but yet they told us these things. And that's what everyone said, and that's what the technocrats told us. And because not enough people know how to critically think, ask tough questions, they forgot what they were taught in ninth grade biology or even in college-level biology, were told suddenly everything about the... Uh, This particular virus is the opposite of everything that we know about the history of viruses. And you're supposed to check that at the door and suddenly just fall in line with some of these ridiculous assertions that were being made. And here we are. And now we got de Blasio thinking that he is on some sort of a moral high ground by forcing people, private companies, to vaccinate Every single employee. Quick timeout is in order. But I'm going to talk more about education. I think this is I think this is really critically important because it's not just average citizens that think this way. Folks, I got a story I want to tell you after the break, and it's it also involves I mean, 
medical doctors are often the same way. And I want to talk about, I don't want to say often, but there are, there are doctors who are thinkers, who have been educated, and who know how to analyze information and come to their own conclusion. And then there are folks of all professions, including medical doctors, who are simply doing what they've been taught, right? They are, they are doing, uh, they, they, they have been told what to think, not how to think, not how to analyze. And so that's why we have this monolithic approach almost. And there's a couple of voices out there that make a whole lot of sense, that are asking a lot of questions, that have a lot of positive things to say, but they have been demonized by the media, by the left, because it goes against the narrative, the intent, and, of course, the solution, which is just elect Democrats, and they'll make this problem go away. Problem is, that's not what's happened. Quick time out, my friends. Continue this when we get back. Listen to the home of conservative, not better talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. My friends, by the way, program brought to you in part, in part by Greg Hubler Chevrolet, conveniently located in Canby, who also has, Greg also has uh, locations in Marion and Muncie. Great guy. It's where we got our um, Ford F-350 that we're using to, uh, for the truth tour as we haul our fifth wheel which believe it or not is where we broadcast the show from anyway but i also wanted to tell you that if you or someone you know is looking for a job greg is looking for um some folks in sales and they looked at greg takes good care of his people um people on his his team i've heard this both from them and i've also seen some of the things that greg does so if you're looking for a job if you're looking for a job you're looking for a car reach out to greg hubler chevrolet you will not be disappointed greg hubler chevy.com so let's get back to what we were talking about here with with education and i want to tell a quick story here um when i was in college i was a political science major and one of the uh courses one of the classes that we it was it was a joint I don't know what you call it, but major class for both people in education and political science majors. And it was uh, a class that focused on public education, and we actually spent a semester in one of the IPS schools, and I forget which one it was, to be quite honest. I could take you to it, but I can't tell you what the number is. Anyway, we were in the classroom. We did stuff with the kids all semester. Um and again, there were political science majors, and there were teachers. And the, and the idea it was a pretty good idea. Um, teacher that they wanted teachers to be exposed to uh, the people who were involved with with probably coming up. You know, people that would maybe run for I don't know, school board one day, or run for office one day, or be involved in politics and government. And to think about the sort, you know, to be aware of the things that they were thinking about and discussing, and likewise for people in political science um, to see that these policies and decisions that were being made within the government had to make sense at a grassroots level with a teacher in his or her classroom. So it was a good class, and I remember there was, there was one girl I really 
she was smart girl I, I really respected her and liked her and we were having a discussion one day and I always have said what I think sometimes I keep it to myself for a while until it's the right until I think it's the right time to share it but we were talking about something I don't know what the specific issue was but it had to do with with education or a policy or particular education technique or whatever and I remember saying I don't I think that's ridiculous I don't you know, I don't think that that makes sense. This is what I think. And this young lady, um, who, again, I respected, was, was sharp and smart. She looked at me and she said, well, that's not what the book says. And I said, I don't honestly care what the book says. I said, what do you think? And I'm telling you, it was as though she hadn't considered what she thought. It was as though she viewed her role in school as being basically told and what she was supposed to do how she was supposed to think about it and almost be programmed which to me is utterly terrifying of course for me what we were doing now i wasn't i was actually pretty quiet at butler but when i was at american university for the semesters when i became much more vocal i was really the only there were a couple of conservatives but i was clearly the most vocal uh, and probably the only conservative christian uh, in in the classroom and, and we would debate a lot of stuff but the point is for me i actually didn't want <laughs> i wanted to know what the book said but i didn't want to be programmed by some of that stuff i know who wrote the textbooks i know the ideology of most of my teachers and it was not one that was constitutional or cons neither constitutional nor, con nor conservative and so i i was constantly putting up a defense with what i was being told by these often self-proclaimed um, socialist, Marxist, militant feminist professors and so forth. And so it was a different world. So for me, that's I, I learned how to think. I had to learn how to defend my ideas when I had 15 classmates <laughs> or 20 or whatever it was uh, ready to, to fight with me. Smart folks too, by the way, ready to fight with me on a particular issue each and every day i had to be able to think and and there was additional pressures uh, because you know it was me versus oftentimes the class and that's a good th i think that's a good thing looking back i remember at times i mean it could get a little exhausting you think man i don't want to come in here and fight every day not that it was a knockdown drag out but just sometimes you just want to think and not get into some uh discourse and dialogue and so forth you just want to sit there and digest some things but didn't always have that luxury and so this is the danger it doesn't just happen in education it happens in amongst medical professionals as well and i'm not trying to say it's all of them that's not my point my point is to say that too many of them are just doing whatever the world dr fauci or whoever is telling them to do even when Anyone with a lick of common sense can look back and say, what on earth? Like the things we're being told, the things that we have done, the things that we have been promised would fix you know, the situation, flatten the curve, whatever. It's, it's a never-ending uh, movement of moving of the goalposts. It's like nailing, nailing jello to the wall. That's how this feels. And to go back to de Blasio, to... to for that to be the environment that we're living in. And I think that that's, that is 
I mean, an accurate depiction, right? Again, and I'm basing it not just on flippant, you know, uh, things that I've read here and there. I mean, I've I've listened and, and I'm I'm you know really studying some of this stuff, reading this book by Doctor Atlas, listening to folks that have been silenced and oftentimes on social media. And there's no reason to do what Bill de Blasio is doing. And the amount of hatred and animosity, I'll probably have Oz. Oz, did you send me that post? I'm going to read that since now we're getting into uh, from the, the teacher or whatever at the NEA. Did you send that to me? She doesn't know. I'm going to look for that during the break. But the, the hatred and animosity that results for this uh, results from this and just the amount of self-justified moral superiority of these folks that they really they want unvaccinated people to catch the catch covid-19 and suffer and die now that's not everybody but there are more and more voices that are saying that to the applause of the radical left the godless radical left by the way the the completely morally bankrupt radical left and this is what passes as moral superiority for them. Unbelievable. Quick time out, my friend. Sit tight. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I am your host, Todd Huff. Back here in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. So I mentioned, I'm going to read this. My wife had shared this with me, and I feel like it's relevant because this is, you know, when people say, it, it, when when people compared Trump to Hitler and said he was a fascist, I mean, it's the total mis, uh, what a misappropriation of history, mis, uh, misuse of parallel histories, or whatever you want to say. It's in, incorrect the things they were saying about about President. Trump. But what's interesting is, you know, you always wonder when you, I think, I think people wonder, I hope, when, when people hear history of how, say, the, the Nazis not only became in power, but how did they get people, I, I realize they didn't necessarily understand the degree to which, uh, you know, these concentration camps, some did, uh, but a lot of people didn't know that, but they did know that that the Jews were hated and demonized by um, by Hitler and by the Nazis. And how did they go along with us? How did this happen? How did we get from that point where, you know, people who maybe even had Jewish friends who turned on on them to where this became acceptable? And you look at how it's becoming almost in vogue for certain radicals in the uh, the godless radical left in that wing of the Democrat Party and the media, where this is almost applauded, the, the hatred for the unvaccinated. And if you're not vaccinated, I have two things to say. Number one, hang in there. If you don't think you should get the vaccine and you're seeing these pressures and you're feeling you're concerned about what's coming next, just hang in there. The Senate, now granted, the Senate's only one of the houses in uh, the legislative branch, but the Senate's about to take up a piece of legislation where they are going to um, say that President Biden cannot force private businesses to, uh, you know, vaccinate their employees. 
Um, and Joe Manchin is gonna has signaled that he's going to go along with that. And this is uh, introduced a piece of legislation introduced by by Mike Braun here of, of the Senator in Indiana. Now the House has said they're not. It's probably not going to be taken up. And even if it is, the Democrats are in control there. Uh, but there's progress towards pushing back with this. And given the legal stuff happening, um, you know, this going through the courts and things being delayed, I would encourage you to hang in there and stay to stay tough if that's what your conscience i'm not telling you to do that if you don't want to do that but if you if your conscience or if you've decided you don't want to have the vaccination then then stand firm against this and um, who knows where this will will play out but the other thing i want to say is i have a feeling that you know there's already been pressure on people who are not vaccinated i can't tell you the amount of people who've told me they got vaccinated just because you know, they, there were there were pressures. They knew they were going to be forced anyway. I don't know a lot of people who just did it. I know some. I don't want to say none. That's not what I'm saying. But I feel like I know more people who said, I really didn't even want to do this, but kind of felt like that's what I needed to do. I saw the direction it was going. Here we are sort of thing. Then people who thought, hey, I just thought this was the best way to protect myself, and this is what I wanted to do. If that's you, that's fine. I, I don't have a – that. I want people to make their own decisions on this. But I do think the unvaccinated folks listening to my voice right now need to be fully aware that it is absolutely possible that we are nowhere near, nowhere near the peak of where they are willing to take this regarding pressure, regarding uh, just the level of hatred. Who knows where this is going to go? So I'm going to hit this really quickly. This is um, something my wife shared with me. I don't want to read the lady's name, but she said she's an educator. She's... Uh, uh, on the board of directors of the National Education Association. This is what it says. I'm just going to read this really quickly. There's someone that she was responding to that wanted a religious exemption from the COVID vaccine. Uh, the COVID vaccine. She says, screw this guy and screw them, all who are about hiding behind religious exemptions because they don't want anybody to tell them what to do. People tell you what to do all the time and you do it. Apparently, that's how that works at the NEA. But nonetheless, um, this is such BS, she writes. He and his ilk, this is the part where I'm talking about uncontrolled rage and hatred and just a, a misrepresentation of reality. She says he and his ilk deserve whatever comes their way, including losing jobs, getting sick, and perhaps dying from this virus. But in the meantime, he's going to put all the people around him in danger. This is just not... If their vaccines work, then why doesn't – wouldn't it protect them? So then if, if they don't work, why does he have to take it? I mean this is completely illogical. This is what she says. I don't know why, she continues, the GOP doesn't just take these those guns they profess to love so much and just start shooting all their constituents <laughs> who, who think this way. It would be quicker and ultimately safer than putting me and my friends and family at risk. There you go. Someone from the – Someone who undoubtedly told us that love wins after the Supreme Court case ruled that gay marriage was a fact, in fact, in the Constitution. She thinks love wins, but yet there's a whole lot of hatred spewed there from my estimation uh, as far as I can see. But anyhow, quick timeouts in order. So type, my friends, back here in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. By the way, I want to mention this here. Uh, Shepherd Community is doing their Christmas store, which is an awesome thing. Awesome thing. In fact, we talked about that last night on the 
television show. But we're going to specifically be there at Shepherd Community from noon to 2 on two two weeks away, Monday, December 20th, noon to 2. If you want to bring your gifts for the Shepherd uh, Christmas store, um, it's really cool. They do great work. Um, And if you want to meet, take a tour, I'll show you around, whatever, uh, at Shepherd Community Center, noon to 2 on December 20. So really quickly, I said I would get to this. I'm probably going to have to talk about this. I don't say have to. I want to talk about this tomorrow. But Dana Milbank, good old Dana Milbank, has written an opinion piece in the Washington Post. Says that the media treats Biden as badly as or worse than Trump. And he's got proof. You, <laughs> the amount of delusion required to write this headline and to write this opinion piece is truly astonishing to me. Now, he's done a sampling of headlines from Politico, and it's funny. There's, there's so much to pull out of this, but these headlines, it, these headlines are not necessarily things that the Biden administration wants to have said about them. But there's a difference between the media reporting things that are going on that are negative to what you want them to talk about, right? If, I mean, you know, Biden has presided over a bunch of nonsense. That's not the media's fault. Compare that to, they called Trump a fascist. How can you compare stories about the president of the United States being called a fascist to a headline like this? Let the Democratic freak out begin. Oh my goodness. It's, it's worse than what Trump endured. You've got to be kidding me. This guy is an absolute pansy if he thinks this they're totally ridiculous totally absolutely ridiculous to think that biden is dealing with more negativity from the press i can't even believe someone would try to pass this as as a real observation and opinion in today's world with a straight face we'll talk about this later maybe tomorrow in more detail because i want to pull some stuff out of this but this is beyond beyond reasonable Truly bizarre. Quick time out, my friends. Back in a minute. That is right, my friends. We are going to have to wrap up for the day. And I'm going to put this uh, this story, this story, or this uh, op-ed, I should say, from Dana Milbank in my stack of stuff to get to later this week but the idea the delusion required i don't care what is what analysis was done here i don't care if they did some sort of statistical whatever to tell us that biden's coverage in the press is worse than trump's it's completely nonsensical i've got to go have a great day folks sdgc tomorrow take care